Hey guys, I absolutely love this kind of content where I ask a question on the community tab and I make it into a poll, you know, to see the different kind of thinking, the different kind of answers we get based on this uh, question. And I try to, as much as possible, not phrase it into as, okay, there's one answer and one answer only. And if you don't answer it right, you bad, me good. No, because many times I ask a question, I thought the answer is one thing right so that's what i think the appropriate answer but it turns out to be different because one of you will call me out and says hey hussein you you forgot one tiny thing that kind of renders your whole question moot <laughs> right so i love absolutely love this question because not only we learn together but we i personally learn more uh, stuff here as we explore these kind of things today's question is a database question so get your DBS ready. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Table T with three integer fields. A, B, and C. We have one table with three fields. A, B, and C. It's, they're all integers for simplicity here. A has a primary key clustered index. Focus on the word clustered and primary key, right? Although this is kind of a redundant statement, you know, because most primary keys are clustered, not all databases follow this. Postgres is a good example. There are no primary keys in Postgres. Everything is a secondary key, right? Uh, well, you can literally type a primary key, you know, but it's treated as a secondary key. So the, the keys, the values point to the row directly, right? And the secondary indexes also point to the row directly. But this is very critical to understand because that kind of depends which is the most appropriate answer. It really depends on the database. B has a secondary index, right? So usually secondary indexes point to the primary key or point to the table and and the answer differs right so the question is which query is more likely and i try to ask as much as well more likely to be the most efficient here so based on kind of understanding what is what is going on behind the scenes and that's our goal here to understand the queries we send to understand the code we're writing right so as much as possible sometimes we fail right so all indexes are b plus threes Try to be as, as specific as possible, right? And 
He's the fir first choice. Select star from T where A is between 50 and 50,000. So we're querying on the A field, which has an index, which has the primary key index right? and a cluster index to be specific. Select star from the second one, the second choice, select star from T where B is between 50 and 50,000. So now we're querying on the B, which also has an index. Right? And the final one, select star from T where C is between 50 and 50,000. And I specifically put that large values because I wanted to pull large amount of data as much as possible to see the to feel the difference in the query. So how about we start with the kind of easiest one that we can eliminate? Select star from T where C is between 50 and 50,000. Most of the time, well, querying on a field that doesn't have an index will say, hey, uh, doesn't have an index, so I have to do a table scan, right? I should have mentioned here, you might say, the answer could be C. Why? Because, hey, the table is almost empty. You can, you can, you can say this, and the answer would be C, right? Because the table is empty. So it's faster to scan the heap directly if it's almost empty. If there's like three rows, hey, just go pull the only page in the heap and read it. So the answer could be C in this case, right? But obviously, if the, if the table is large, millions of rows, the answer is not C, because scanning the whole table, you need an index. If the, if the table is almost empty, the planner itself will scan the table directly. So it's not worth it going to the index, because it's more expensive to crack open the data structure that is the index, pull the pages all of the index, try to scan things only to find out that there isn't anything right? And then take the hit to scan the index only to find out there is nothing and uh, you just waste time. So it's actually slower to scan the index if there's an overhead if the table is empty, right? And that's why database statistics really matter. You really need to know, why am I not centered? You really need to know how, how large and how, what's the statistics possibility of the value that I'm scanning. So if your stats are out of date, right the planner is is, is screwed because like you cannot make proper decisions you need to update your statistics there are command for every database i believe to update statistics all right i'm assuming that i only know the command in oracle and sql server i'm not sure postgres has that command to physically update the statistics i believe it does it automatically which is expensive obviously to update the statistics right all right let's Pick the second one. So we talked about C, the third answer. Could be true, right? Could be the most efficient right? if the table is empty. But if the table is not empty, it's really large, then C is not the answer. Three, three is not the answer. Querying on C, which doesn't have an index, is not an answer in this case. B. So if I'm scanning the B, which is a secondary index, bet values between 50 and 50,000, right? Let's assume that the table is large. I'm going to use the index. The secondary index will assume first it's a, it's a primary key-based database, such as MySQL. The secondary index will point to what? To the primary keys, right? So in this case, every entry that I find in the B uh, index between 50 and 50,000, that is a candidate. But guess what? 
I don't, I don't want values in B. I want the entire thing. I want A, B, and C. I want the three columns. B does not have the three columns. It only have the B, obviously, and that's what I'm scanning, right? And so I need A and C. So if this is a MySQL, we're going to break this into two points. If this is a MySQL, a SQL server, I believe an Oracle as well. Oracle, I'm not sure about that. But if it's a MySQL, definitely, then the secondary keys point to the primary key. So at the end of the scan, and this is the B plus three, so you're going to get a nicely tucked in values together. The range scans are beautiful for B plus threes. We talked about this in my database course, right? So you immediately, you're going to find 50 to 50,000 very quick. <laughs> I wish that's, that's the end. If that was the end, if you're doing a count, maybe you're going to get away with it. That would be fast, right? But if, if, you're that, if that's it, but no, you have to pull back the values and take the list of keys, which are what now? They are list of primary keys. Take that, which are completely random, right? Fifth, the, a value of B50 could be the last row in the table, right? And it could be one in the middle. It could be one in the beginning. So it's going to be all over the place. So now you have to take these values, probably the database is going to sort them, and then scan the A primary key index. And that's going to be expensive because of the randomness, right? So you're going to see some gaps. They're going to be, the database was going to do some sorting. And then eventually it's going to scan the primary key index and find the values. And once it finds the values, because it's a clustered index, the row is in the index itself. So we're going to find C free of charge, if you will, right? There is no additional jump to the heap because the primary key, if you will, is the heap in this case, right? Uh, it, it sits on top of the heap, points to the pages of the heap where the values are. So they are clustered together. A, a cluster index, if you don't know, guys, it's, a, it's, it's built around... Uh, the uh, values are built around that index. So if you insert the value and A is 1 and then another value, 2, 3, or 4, the database will put them ni nicely into the same page. So now if you insert a value of 1,000, that's going to go into another page, 1,001, next to it. If you insert a value of 10, it goes back to the same page. It's not uh, versus unclustered index or table. That will be basically, oh, you send a one and then a thousand and then a two thousand and then a three. That's going to be the same order you insert almost. Depends on the transactions, when, which one committed first. And you cannot guarantee the order of the transaction, obviously, at that lower level when it, goes, when it comes to the actual insertion of the table. So they're going to be random. That's unclustered, right? And that's basically it. Uh, cluster index forces the row to go into the exact page to be clustered together the values could be clustered and that you can argue that is actually slow in this case that is slower because now you need to find where to put the row right versus default and postgres you just insert at the end it's just almost like an append only right so now we talked about this in the case of mysql I'm going to scan the B secondary index. So that's one index scan. 
you can argue it's fast because you're searching for values that are consecutive to each other 50 to 50,000 and then you got to get a bunch of random a values this is the primary keys right that's in case of a mysql now you turn turn around and do another scan in the primary index so that's two index scans right and the second one will be slower than the first one because of the random nature obviously so you're gonna do, 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 do you're gonna be jumping all over the place uh, you might the database might do multiple scans right because it, it would be ranges different ranges and as a result so that's that's not optimal i think right um so let's take the case we're still in the second answer here let's take the case where we're in the a postgres database postgres we're scanning the b index it's a truly secondary index so it points directly to the table so now i'm scanning 50 to 50,000. again that's blast fast blast fast that rhymed so now we're searching everything between 50 and 50,000. what do we get we get a bunch of row ids or tuple ids they call them postgres and now we have all the rows that we can get and the database can choose here to do an index scan or a bitmap index scan i would choose because of the large uh, large results i would choose a bitmap index scan i think it's more optimal here and it will get basically all the pages in case of a bitmap index scans it will mark all the pages that needs to fetch so okay i need to page one two three and seven row uh, i want to pull row one seventy three hundred five thousand and seven and all these we're gonna collect the pages which is also stored in the index and so it's it translates to page seven eight uh two thousand and two three hundred and one and go and fetch all these pages boom so you fetch all these pages again they will be all over the place because it's not clustered right in this case it's not clustered on b yeah a is clustered but b is not right so the table is not clustered only so it's going to be all over the place again and we're going to fetch the results and if it's case of a bitmap index scan, we're going to refilter them and get the results so i would think maybe postgres will be faster with a bitmap index scan i might be wrong but still that's not the most efficient query regardless of the database right so let's go to the last one, which is select star from T, where A is between 50 and 50,000. Oh, that's the most beautiful thing. Because guess what? A is the primary key. A is clustered. And guess what? We're searching in a very range. So 50 to 50,000. So that is just a single scan to the primary key index, right? In case of MySQL, you're scanning that. And Brr, you get you found the 50 and just when you found the 50 you're gonna find everything because you go to the leaf and because it's a b plus three you're gonna find the next page the next page and guess what you go to the next page you found everything now you're going to the heap itself because the primary key is pointing to the heap pages eventually right so you're gonna jump duh, 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 and every page you jump to next is values you want because if you start with page 50 you're gonna find 50, 50, 50, 50, and you're gonna find 51, 52, 53, 50. You gotta be duplicates. No, there are no duplicates. This is a primary key. What do you want me to talk about? So it'll be 50, 51, 52, 53, and 70, right? And then the next page, 73, 73, or 74. 
So every page you jump and it's very fast up until you reach 49,000 and counting. And that's a single quick scan. And guess what? Because it's a primary key, the C and the B is in there because I'm doing select star. That has to be the fastest thing because I'm doing a single scan. It's a very efficient. It's a range scan. B plus three. Love, absolutely love range scans, right? As long as a B plus, not B, just B3, right? And that, 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 that's awesome, right? So that's, that's gotta be it. As, at least I think, right? Thinking logically, you can test this old stuff. You can create a table and test it right now. Uh, and by in Postgres, uh, assuming um, in Postgres, there is a clear distinction and I'm, i might be mistaken here you can cluster postgres the problem with postgres is cluster and postgres have to be done manually you have to call a cluster and more the inserts are never clustered if you cluster a table yeah it will be ordered around the index you picked but the moment you start inserting the ra is it's random again postgres as far as i remember as last time i checked postgres 14 does not guarantee order in a in a table that you happen to cluster. It won't it won't order anything. So it's like, mm, I don't care. I'd rather get fast right. I don't care about clustering. It's up to you. Okay? So you can quickly get out of sync <laughs> unless you cluster uh, periodically, which I believe also obtained uh, an exclusive lock. Clustering is a big operation, right? to order the rows into their own things. And this question went way beyond the time I allotted for it. So hope you enjoyed it, guys. Uh, that was kind of... Uh, I, I, li I like to tease apart these things. And let me know what I missed. And I absolutely love it. Uh, and you can throw in a lot of monkey wrenches here. What about a column store versus column family versus row store? What happened in this case situation? The, the video will go for hours. We'll never finish. See you on the next one. Thank you so much.